Well, hello there, friend, and welcome to the My Adoption Coach podcast. My name is Amanda, and I am an adoption coach. I am here to help you avoid unnecessary expense and overwhelm in your adoption journey so you can match faster. I do this by supporting you at each step of your adoption journey with valuable training designed to help you save time and money and by helping you create and share your high quality adoption profile so you can bring home your baby faster. I look forward to supporting you in your adoption journey. So let's dive right in to today's episode. The adoption waiting period is horribly painful. Listen, my friend, I know it feels like you've been in this like sprint to become a waiting family, right? You went and did the research and figured out whether or not you were going to self-match your adoption or maybe work with an adoption agency. Then you went through the home study process and conquered that mountain of paperwork that really sits in front of you. And then you went through the whole process of creating your adoption profile and you feel like all the while you've been talking to people and getting everything together and now it feels like crickets, right? For me, it did anyway. I know that was the point when I started distracting myself by going out and shopping for a baby that didn't exist yet, right? I was looking for the cute blankets and I was looking for the outfits and I was trying to find all the things that I might need. And I started that secret Pinterest board, you know, the one we all have, right? Where we are actually like storing everything that we might put on the there for the baby's nursery, right? If it's a boy, I'm going to decorate it this way. If it's a girl, I'm going to do these things. Listen, I remember this. I went through it twice and I've helped over a thousand people through this exact same process as well. I know what you need when that phone call happens. And the first thing you need, it's going to actually be a really fun project, but it's stuff that's really important because you don't want to miss out on an opportunity because you're not ready, right? So the very first thing you need to have is called your adoption go bag. So what is an adoption go bag? An adoption go bag is literally what you have ready to walk with you out the door to go care for a baby in as little as 10 minutes, right? And having those materials and those supplies together is really important. Another dynamic that you've got to think about here is that you're not necessarily bringing baby home to your house for a while. It could be anywhere from maybe a week on the like low end to, in some cases, up to three weeks. And you've got to be prepared to care for baby throughout that entire time. That's the reason why having an adoption go bag is so critically important. So let's talk about what goes inside that go bag so that you are ready the instant you get that phone call. So we're going to break down these items that you need in a few categories. Now, I'm not going to give you recommendations on specific items items to get because honestly, I feel like there are so many new things that come out all the time that you can find those things easily on yourself. But I want you to think about the different categories of the things that you need in order to care for a baby in a hotel room, because that's likely where you're going to be for the first little bit, right? So the first thing you're going to need are all of your diapering supplies, okay? You're going to need diapers, you're going to need wipes, you're going to need creams. And I would always also suggest that you have something to put down underneath the baby to, you know, kind of protect them from whatever surface you may have to lay them on and to protect that surface from whatever fluids might be coming out of the baby as well or out of those diapers. 
And that can be something as easy as a towel that you lay down, right? Or it could just be an actual changing pad. But the very first kind of category of all of the elements that you need is something to change diapers. Those are really important, right? Now, the second category of information has to do all with feeding, right? You've got to be able to feed this child. So there are many different options as it relates to feeding, right? You can go bottle fed or you can go breastfed. Yes, it is actually, you know, an option to induce lactation in yourself so that you can actually feed this child through a breast milk method instead of through a bottle fed method. My friend, each individual choice, I won't get into those things here. That's definitely not my area of expertise. But what my point is, is that you want to think through the, the tools that you need, no matter which route you go. Okay. So in my instance, we chose to bottle feed our children. So we needed bottles. We needed a couple of different types of bottles because we weren't sure which type would actually work the best for them. I needed formula. And when it came to formula, I kept them on what the hospital planned to start them on just just to see if that would work for them. And in the case of my daughter, it worked swimmingly. In the case of my son, he had a milk allergy, so that wasn't an option. So we went through a lot of trial and error on different formulas. So when it comes to formulas, don't think you need to take like a million different options with you. I would just take one option with you or plan to start with what the hospital suggests and provides and then see how that does for baby and then plan to go out to the store, you know, kind of right after you leave the hospital so that you have those supplies. Next, you cannot forget that since you're caring for baby on the road, you're not going to have supplies like bottle brushes and detergents and, you know, sanitizers and those types of things, unless you plan ahead and decide that's important. And also there may be a factor here of how much stuff you want to take with you based upon the way you're traveling. So with both of my children, I was fortunate enough that we were able to drive to our destination, but with some other of my clients, that's definitely a fly because they're going across the country. And so we talked about strategies where you can actually use baby rental location or baby equipment rentals in different locations for things like steamers and sanitizers and, you know, cribs and those types of things to really help you throughout. So you might want to, you know, kind of plan for both scenarios when it comes to feeding something where you're driving and you're like, great, I'm going to take the sanitizer. I'm going to take all of these other things with me in a scenario where you're packing it in a backpack or a little rolling suitcase and jumping on an airplane and, and going somewhere. Right. The other thing I would suggest kind of as it relates to feeding, but maybe it's more in the soothing line is actually pacifiers. Now, again, this is something that you may or may not want to use um, depending upon, you know, kind of your child rearing philosophies. But if you intend to take pacifiers, my first recommendation would be to take a couple different types to try and then maybe take a couple of different ones of those for them to, to have because, you know, baby can spit them out and they're on the floor in a second and then you're back to that whole, how do I clean it dilemma, right? Adjacent to feeding, you want to make sure you have burp cloths, right? You want to make sure you have something that you can put on to protect your clothing or something to hold in front of baby, depending upon your method of burping, right? In order to to catch any liquids that may come up. Those also really are great and kind of double as something you put under baby whenever you're learning to bottle feed a child. I know for me, it was kind of a, a new experience for me as a first time mom to be bottle feeding. And it took a little bit to get that, you know, bottle in there the right way so that we didn't have extra spillage and having those burp cloths to really protect their clothing was really helpful. All right, this next category is everything as it relates to sleep. Now, there are 
many little subcategories within this. If you guys know me, you know I'm the queen of type A and list, right? I have tons of list ideas all the time. So when it comes to sleep, the first thing I want to think about is how do I prepare them for sleep, okay? So they need some jammies, right? They need some wash because maybe I'm going to give them a bath ahead of time. Maybe I need a towel to wrap them up. You know, those types of things. When it comes to bathing a baby, actually, whenever you're traveling, um, I highly suggest you get one of those like really easily folded cushions that you can kind of like put down into a sink, especially a newborn. They're going to be so tiny. Uh, I found this like flower thing that works great because each of the petals were individual and you could kind of move them around and they were like this thick foam. And so it protected the baby from actually touching any grossness that might exist in the sink. Um, but it also gave them kind of a warm place to be. Um, and something that I would actually do is I would take that little flower and I would throw it in the dryer and just let it get warm, not hot, just warm. And then I would put that down in the sink as I was running the warm water. And so that would allow baby to not have this like cold shocking experience when they got into the sink to bathe. Right. But then I had things like I needed their towels. I needed their washcloth. I needed their things that I was going to use to bathe them, right? Now you don't have to take like the full, you know, travel size or the full size thing. You can put it in a little travel size container to be able to clean them. And then once baby was all, you know, washed and in their cozy jammies with a fresh bottom on, then they were ready to go into their safe sleeping environment. And so a portable bassinet is a really great tool for this. And it doesn't have to be the thing that you're going to use once you get home, right? You can think about as something as simple as, you know, maybe just a, a something that collapses together. Um, in our case, we found this little bassinet that just quite literally looked like a rectangle that was just kind of fabric with a little bit of padding that we could just put on any flat level surface and we knew that baby was safe there. All right, the next category that you need to think about is clothing. And for me, clothing and blankets really go together because we use blankets, quite honestly, as a piece of clothing to help keep them warm, right? So while you're definitely going to take some time and think about what's that going home outfit and all of that, but you want to have some basic everyday outfits that are easy to use and to throw in the wash real quick um, while you are caring for baby before you get to go home. So depending upon what season they're born in, you know, just a simple onesie or maybe a onesie and some pants or one piece outfits or, you know, maybe those outfits that have like the opening at the bottom so you can kind of scoot it up and change their diaper easily. Those types of things are going to be really important. When it comes to blankets, you're going to want to think about things that are swaddle-like, might also kind of bleed over into the, the sleeping area as well, right? You want to have some of those swaddle sacks that allows baby to be swaddled up so they don't get that startle reflex and wake up a million times throughout the night. So you want to think about all of those things as kind of one category. Again, this is going to be highly seasonally relevant and highly personal preference, but I would encourage you to do some research on that. Now, when I was going through my own adoption journey, I know that my friends and family kept asking me how they could help me. And they were all really anxious to buy the things that I needed to take care of baby. Like the instant we told our parents that we were ready to adopt, they were like, how can we help? And I was like, well, I'll share our profile, which is great. But sometimes grandma's just want to buy some things for baby, right? So I went out and created baby registries. They were on a million different sites because I liked the Target blanket better and I liked the bottles better at Walmart and I liked the Amazon swaddles, right? And it became a real hassle and headache to manage all of those different listings. 
Also, none of them were geared for adoption. So they all made me choose a due date, which sucked, right? That was just another kind of knife in my heart over the fact that I don't know when baby's going to be born. It'll be born when it's born. Instead, I would suggest that you check out BabyList. BabyList has this specific registry for adoption. What I love about that is that they don't make you choose a due date. That is not something that is just part of their process, which is amazing and very adoption friendly. The other thing I love about BabyList is that it enables you to have one registry with links from multiple different stores. Now, I think that is pretty cool because if you like the swaddle from Amazon, but yet the bottles from Walmart, you can put it on the list and people are going to actually go buy those items from those particular places off of your one registry. And so it makes the process much more simple for you and much less emotional. Now, if you want to check out BabyList, the registry feature specifically for adoption, just click in the show notes and you'll find the link to where you can go create your own adoption registry with BabyList. Remember, my friend, you are worthy of support and I'm here with you every single step of the way.